This week on the podcast named It's So Bad, we are talking about and adding to the endless list the worst Mega Man game of all time. It's Mighty Number no. 9. And Chris, I need to tell you something. Hold on a second. That aliens are real? Hold on, hold on. Um, did you know that this game can make the bad guys cry like an anime fan on prom night? There it is. <laughs> there it is. I still think you, the intro should have been, uh, this podcast will make you cry like an anime fan on prom night. But <laughs> um, Yes. Uh yeah, that was really it's really bad. We're playing Mighty Number. No- we played Mighty Number no. Nine. In fact, you didn't beat it. Womp womp. We have to tell no, everybody I didn't that. Beat it. <laughs> I ran out of time. I literally ran out of time. We were playing the final boss before we could get onto this podcast. It was very fucking hard. <laughs> the rest of the game, fucking pretty much cake. But the final boss, hard for some reason. Developed by Concept um, and Inti Creates and published by Deep Silver. This game, Mighty Number no. Nine, 2016, came out infamously. Was from a Kickstarter. Um, that was like one. Of, I think it was the biggest Kickstarter of its time. Sixth, sixth biggest. Oh, really? As a when it was when it hit its um, when it hit its three point eight million funding at the time, it was its uh, it was the sixth biggest on Kickstarter. Oh. Well, it was very very Which much is hyped. Still ridiculous to me. <laughs> yes, very much hyped. Um, it also was uh, developed by Keiji Inafune, who was the person who didn't create Mega Man, but he's known as the Mega Man guy, essentially. Is what it comes down to right well it's like a group group of people right like and isn't he kind of like you know it's like it wasn't just oppenheimer that made uh, the nuclear bomb right it was a group of guys but it was like you know <clears throat> yeah so there was a group of guys but kg inafune was the was the, he somehow became known as the Mega Man guy um and so he wanted to make the Mega Man games um Mega Man history so we've added Mega Man 2 to the hit to the list mm-hmm there's some really good ones. Um, Keiji Inafune worked on most of them. Um, he was a ca- originally character designer. He drew Mega Man for the first time. There was a concept of Mega Man, but he drew, made it turn okay. it into life. That was okay. his deal. Uh, he was character designer. He became a producer. He produced most of the Mega Man games going forward. He even worked on Mega Man 9, which was great. That game yeah, was awesome. I played, played a little bit of that. It was super fucking hard. Yeah, yeah it sure was. Um, uh, yes. So hard for the right reasons that I recall. Yeah, yeah. It was f- it, uh, fair hard, maybe yeah. is what yeah. you'd say. So that was like a Wii WiiWare release that they put out. That mm-hmm. was just like an eight bit Mega Man game, and it was tight at the time. They did three of those or two of those. I think only two of them. Yeah, nine and ten. It was nine and ten. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure if it went beyond that. Yeah, so in the year uh, when that came out, which was like 2008, none of this like revival stuff was really around, so right. that was like super cool to come out at the time. Really feeling that space. <laughs> I took a drink. Well, I mean, it was an odd. It was an odd. You kind of stopped like mid-sentence there, so I didn't really know what else to add to that. I've got so much chemistry tonight, Chris. Well, it's just, it's just that was just an odd place to stop. That's that's all. <laughs> Um, I hope you leave this exchange in because that I think I think that's I think I, I think a lot of people would agree with me that that was just a weird place to stop. I didn't really know what to add to that, but uh, continue. Um, so what was I talking about? 
Buddy number nine, nostalgia was oh, nostalgia Meg, wasn't a drug Meg, yet. Mega Mega Man Nine. No, it was becoming like a but wasn't I would say we weren't hooked on that heroin. It was starting to find its way in the streets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is all the kids are smoking weed. Yes. They're all smoking that nostalgia weed. So Mega Man Nine was tight at the time. I remember coming out and being super excited. <laughs> Nostalgia's tight. <laughs> Um, uh, the I don't know if you know this, but they made an, an, an NES card of that. Oh, did they? Yes, and that like is a like working one. Super expensive. It's is like, it? Yeah, it's like a thousand dollars or something. Like, that like Nintendo pay. made one. Yeah, no, it was Capcom made one for Nintendo. But I mean, like Nintendo, like officially licensed it as a product. Um, is what I mean. I don't think you have to do that anymore because of like patent laws. I know, but I'm, I'm saying like, did like Nintendo like put like their stamp on it? I like, don't think so. Okay, no. no. So if you're a Nintendo completist, it doesn't technically count. No, I don't think so. But yeah. it's on VGPC.com, the video game price charting. Yeah. Well, that's kind of nifty. I didn't know that. Oh, well. Um, yeah. yeah. So KG Funo worked on that game. He would go on. He was supposed to make Mega Man Universe, which was a Super Mario Maker-like game before Super Mario Maker, which was making Mega Man levels. And mm-hmm. I watched some videos of it. It looked really janky. I think it was very early videos, obviously. Um, but one of the funny things was you could change your avatar to be like the NES box art Mega Man. Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> it did not look great, but, um, I'm sure it would have been interesting and fun. Uh, there, so he was producing that game, Mega Man X Maverick Hunter, which you should go look up a YouTube trailer of that game because it is ridiculous and gritty Mega Man reboot from the aughts that I did not know that existed. It was supposed to be, it was like... This is an Xbox 360 ass Xbox 360 game. Like I, if, I don't actually even remember if it even came out or not. Okay, yeah, it I did not. So. I didn't think so. It did not. Um, so I think there was like a demo of it. There was not even a trailer of okay. it. Okay, okay, yeah. It's like a, it's like I was saying in our, in our group chat. It's like, well, you know, good thing we got that super gritty uh, <laughs> Bomberman reboot because that did so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. Our, uh, that was more like the 90s, though, right? That was a PS1 game, I think. I don't remember. But I have it. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We should play it after this. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then there was also Mega Man Legends 3 that they were making. I was never a big fan of the Mega Man Legends games. Same. Then, yeah. yeah you know, same. 3D Mega Man games. Um, but yeah, then he left Capcom. Um, I think they were like done with Mega Man. So there, so by 20, 2013, when they announced the development of this game, there hadn't been a Mega Man game in a 2D Mega Man game in like five or six years. So people mm-hmm. were like, where's my Mega Man? Which actually, uh, I mean, when was the last 2D Mega Man game before Mega Man died? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, I mean uh, well, you know, that was actually too long. Too- I, I think all the Mega Man games stayed 2D. I think the Mega Man X games are the ones that went 3D. I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm Mega Man sure. X went 3D? Yes. Did it? Yes. Because I thought that was one that stayed 2D. Then I thought you had like Battle Legends and all the other stuff that went 3D. Oh, no. There are like Mega Man X7 and 8 are like PS2 trash games. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're like run and gun shooters. Oh, that's right. That is right. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. They're really bad. I They're, like, they, were, they remind me of the Sonic games, how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of dropped off with the uh, the X series like fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, I did. I played the first one. I fucking love the first one. Yeah, the first one. one's fantastic. Yeah, it's like but... the best. Um, uh, to me, it's my favorite Mega Man game, I think. Mm. Well, someday we'll get there. <laughs> we should, yeah, it's a good one. Um, yeah, it had been a long time. But there were like the ZX games. There was... Uh, 
the Zero games. Is that the ZX games? I think those were. The, oh right, right, right. I that forgot there's a whole slew of Zero games. Yeah, but no, no two D Mega Man games for a while. So KG Inafune spins up a Kickstarter. Um, within it met its eight hundred nine hundred thousand dollar target in two days. Yeah, it was fast. Two days. Um, he didn't during the course of development. I don't know if you know this, but he didn't um actually rule out turning this into a Mega Man game. If yeah, because he approached him. Because he said, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like he said if if Capcom did, came to him, he would be open to reskinning the game as a Mega Man game. Yeah, and so this had a, this had a long development cycle for what it is. It took three years. Was delayed three times. Um, he, there was all these like aspirations for what it could potentially be the franchise in general so he's like yeah I want to do this meta franchise with a comic <laughs> book a manga an anime a movie a TV drama series all this other stuff that they were planning to do and in fact I believe there was an announcement that um, Legendary Pictures yeah Legendary was going to do it I was like I read that and I was like why would Legendary do that and I was like I was like well they did have all that success with Pacific Rim yeah like is this like they're gonna is this gonna kind of be same sort of strategy with Pacific Rim where they're going to attach it to this. And then, you know, they were also in the middle of the MonsterVerse at that point in time, too. So The funny part is, too, like, looking at the concept art and looking at the aesthetic in this game, it looks awful. Like, it doesn't yeah. look good. Yeah. It's like these, the arms are all, like, Yeah, I don't, I don't get this, like, weird, yeah. The the arm the arm aesthetic for uh, Beck, Mighty Number yeah, 9, yeah. Is, is very, very unappealing. Um, and I, like, kind of remember, like, from... Like at the time, like when this was announced and seen on Kickstarter, I like, I mean, you were probably the same way too. Like I was like, I looked at that and was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, and then it's like, I remember like at some point it got delayed and delayed and delayed, but I always kind of still kind of kept enthusiasm for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I remember it was like, you know, Bloodstain was also kind of getting like heralded as like, this is going to be like the next Castlevania. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have like a new Mega Man in a new Castlevania. Yeah. Um, only one of those kind of came to fruition. Um, I played Bloodstained Ritual of the Night as well. Um, and that game, I also hate the aesthetic in that game, which is very similar to this. Slightly better in Bloodstained. But Bloodstained, we got the Curse of the Moon games. And those yeah, are those were, awesome. Those are tight. Those yeah. are awesome. Those are very good. Yeah. But the um, I haven't played the second one yet. Did you play the second one? Yeah, it's not as good as the first one, but it's still very good. Yeah. So um, the Ritual of the Night had some cool shit in it. So it was... At least it had some cool shit. <laughs> yeah, I played it on the Switch too, and it also had slowdown, like the Mighty Number no. Nine, um, which sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get there. <laughs> there was um, in Bloodstained. There was one move. You know how they're obviously the big thing in Sifty Night. As if you've listened to the episode, listener, you know that the castle flips upside down and like a twist in the middle of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, in R- Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, um, one of the powers you get is you flip the the screen around oh really yeah i so didn't you, i didn't so you can go into every room and just flip, flip the screen around. i just played the curse of the moon games because i heard kind of mixed things about um the main game but yeah. like yeah i would say even though the second one's not as good as the first one the second one's still awesome and i was like that lived up the expectation of modern day castlevanias yeah there was also the other thing that was in that game that was funny was you could collect ingredients and you could grow food on a farm and you could cook food and make recipes like pizza. Okay. <laughs> it's just like silly depth it's, in the like game. Very RPG. Yeah. It's, but it's very. I mean, it's, it is an RPG. But RPG. all things you can't do in Mighty Number no. Nine. No, no. Mighty Number no. Nine. So what is this game, Chris? Oh, as you said, in the intro is the worst Mega Man game <laughs> ever made, <laughs> and maybe uh, the worst of many other franchises uh, games ever made but uh, it's uh, it's it's a bad platformer 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think also we didn't mention about this in the, the the at the top talking about this game, but this game was like No Man's Sky in that they pro- overpromised everything in this game. Yeah, do you remember what the stretch goals were? So okay, so pre-order bonuses, which included a physical box edition. There was a back crossover events with other games. There were four extra levels they added via the tiers. There was a new game plus they added. There was a turbo mode they added. There was a making of documentary they added. A Bosch rush mode, a challenge mode, an online co-op, a support character, online battle races, an optional retro soundtrack. Basically every platform under the sun getting its own release. Yeah, this just gets like the DS and... It did come to the did DS. Did it get to the yeah, DS? Yeah. Oh my god, that must be awful. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it plays like a uh, just a bad Mega Man game. It's yeah. like you got the basic, you have the Mega Man move set kind of of like Mega Man two to maybe Mega Man three if you're gonna count like the weird dash thing as a slide. But it has a lot of like a lot of like the Mega Man mechanics are implemented so poorly. You know, I'm just realizing this now, but when the Switch first came out was right around the same time. It was a year after a Mighty Number no. 9 came out. One of the games that was first on the Switch, there were a couple like weird games that dropped that no one really mm-hmm. cared about, like Master Blaster Zero, which was actually pretty good, and then also uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which was pretty good. Yeah. But then um, the other one was they did an 8-bit version. Inti Creates, who made Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, made a 8-bit version of the Mighty, Mighty Number no. 9. They but it was did? A, yes, but it was a combination of Mighty Number no. 9 and Azure Striker Gunvolt, which is another like, Mega Man-y type game from like a smaller developer. Yeah. Um, so it was called Mighty Gunvolt Burst. I'm going to have and to look that up I afterwards. beat that game. I have it on Switch. Is that good? It's pretty. It's better than this game. Like way better than this game. Yeah. So you know. So I guess. I guess. Kind of circling back to what you. What you said. Like what. What is this game? But I do think there is still. Still some more events in this story leading us to the creation of Mighty Number no. Nine that we do have to cover. But like you know, again, it's the same thing. You beat the robot masters. You. You get one of their powers. Now the powers. Ninety percent of them are fairly useless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very clunky how you switch weapons in this game. Yeah, you, it's like L, and then you have to like cycle. Yeah, you're doing L. it like in real time. Like <laughs> you don't have an, you don't have the ability to pause the game and select a weapon. Uh, instead of a slide, you have this like charge dash because that gets to one of the main features of the the combat, which is uh, you're not you're not supposed to kill enemies like straight up. You're supposed to weaken them, and then you're supposed to charge into them to absorb them or assimilate them, and uh, that's all well and good, but you're you have no invincibility while you're doing your dash in, into enemies, and enemies often stack on top of each other, and it's very difficult to tell if two enemies are on top of each other if they are both ready to be assimilated or if only one is, and yeah. then you often will take damage as you try to slide it. The, the worst part of that too is that you can kill bad guys by just shooting them, but it takes forever. But it takes forever. Yes, it takes forever. <laughs> so they're weakened in like two or three hits, but in order to kill them it's like 10 hits and it's like what the fuck right it's it's like it's you really feel like at the beginning of the game that like your your regular default uh blaster is like super underpowered but like honestly when you fight most of the bosses it's like that that does a significant amount of damage to the bosses yeah but like to regular enemies it like takes eternity and uh and it's not always like obvious like which weapon is like going to be powerful against like which boss like well, once you get them but it is actually that, well, that I was going to say it, is then it becomes obvious like 
Yes. Yeah. Well, you explain it. I would explain this because, like, so, I was going to say, initially it's not obvious on its face because they're not always purely elemental, but right. they found a way to make it obvious. <laughs> so there's mighty. You're mighty number nine, and you have to defeat the eight robot masters, which are the mighties one through eight. Um, and so there's py- the names are terrible, by the way. The names of these things: Pyrogen, Cryogen, Dinatron, Seismic, Battalion, Aviator, Brandish, and Countershade. <laughs> um so these are the eight robot masters that you have to defeat um and you get their powers yeah what were we talking about before um how how it becomes obvious oh which 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 once you defeat a boss which level do you go to next because this is like Mega Man. you can play them in any order so on the screen it gives you like explain it tells you to explain the the level (laughs) whenever it does that it's like this is an ice level be sure it's sure gonna be cold yeah (laughs) and then if you have the right power underneath it says advice and you can click on the advice and it's the guy uh, the boss th- that you have assimilated, who actually you're not actually killing these bosses, you're you're turning them in good. So when you defeat them, you turn them back to being right. Good. So, so the story is they've been corrupted by an unknown force, yes. and uh, Money Number Nine chooses which robots live and which robots die because everyone else along the way he just kind of kills and assimilates the robot masters that are his, like effectively his brothers and sisters. He chooses to. Right. To purify them of the virus. Right. So, but everyone else dies. So you eventually get, you can get advice from the robot that you will use to, you will use to weaken the final boss uh, before the, the stage even starts. But if you do unlock the, one of the cool things about this, there's a couple cool things I think about this game. I don't think they weren't, they, they are particularly effective in delivering these <laughs> cool concepts, but there are cool concepts in this game. Like instead of just get, getting the robot master's power, what also happens is when you when you go to the level that where they're useful, they will open up paths or like stop like some obstacle from maybe being as hard as it would normally be. Sure, yeah. So, so they like change the stage a little bit. Um, but yeah, so you can use their power by tapping the L button. The powers are also terrible. Yeah, most of them are useless. Uh, Battalion, I think, is pretty much like the power you can kind of blow through most of the game with. Yep. Uh, but like the freeze one that like just kind of like dribbles out <laughs> in front of you, like it's fucking useless. Or like, it, like it's such a weak, like it's it's like yeah, and it's like and then the one where you turn into um like the the tractor dude, like his power. Oh, like, that one is completely useless. Yeah, that one sucks. And then oh, Pyro's thing where it's like he explodes. Yeah, but like it's so hard to charge it and use oh, it effectively. Dude, the stage where you have to, I think it's like the second to last stage, it's the backstage where you have to jump and explode and land on another platform. I was like, motherfucker, this fucking. Different. Oh, I didn't do it with Pyro's. I'm trying to remember how I did that. I did it with a different weapon though. Oh, I did it with pyro, yeah. Yeah, I did. It, I I thought of I thought of you saying that, like when I got to that part. But there was a way to do it with another weapon. I'm kind of blanking on it now. But um, there's the the propeller, which is like yeah. um, you would think would help you hover and fly, but yeah. it just kind of helps you jump a little high. <laughs> it's like, not like a lot high, just like a little bit higher. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's like it's like a shittier aerial maneuver than like mary poppins umbrella like yeah. it's it's not good it's not fun <laughs> um oh the counter shade one like you get you have to use the ricochet bullets in very specific <laughs> and very obvious, obvious things. situations yes. uh so there's that and then oh and then there's um uh is dinah the uh Dynatron? the electric the electric yeah. one yeah, yeah where it's like it's kind of weird you just kind of like fire off a few like 
electrical bolts and like they all kind of tether to like your enemy and then they just kind of keep doing damage yeah it's weird but again doesn't make any sense you only need it for your the battle with counter shade then like you'll never use it again for anything i didn't even use that for that oh really um, it's the that battle's really easy if you use that <laughs> for against him but um yeah just and you kind of started to touch on it like um you know like these things where it's like you had to use like the pyro for example to like jump over certain gaps and stuff like it kind of gets into like like the shoddy like level design oh it's terrible that goes on this game it's either really boring or like conceptually cool but in practice really bad yeah it's like things like things are very inconsistent right it's like ledges that you think you can wall wall hang to or wall jump from oh that happens like, a lot like you know what's what looks like a like a climbable wall in one one screen you get to the next screen all of a sudden like you can't like wall jump to anything yeah and, there's and also a- the wall jump mechanic is fucking terrible in this game there's no wall jump not wall jump. It keeps it keeps saying like wall hang, oh, the climb, wall, the climbing, yeah, yeah, yeah. the climbing. That's um, another thing that was annoying to me was there no wall jump. I'm like, it's fucking 2016 here, folks. We do wall jumps now. Yeah, and it's like the climbing is like it's so clunky too. It's like there's there's plenty of times like you're just trying to get up. like if you try to climb up a wall and you hit any direction, like you'll kind of butt your head and just kind of fall back down to yeah. like the climbing uh, animation. And it's like again, it's like there's some. It's very inconsistent to know, like, what's a pit that you'll fall in and die? There's, like, a... Or what just takes you to, like, a lower level of the... Or lower part of the level. I would also say, too, they they, they overuse, though, like, glowy purple uh, spikes that are instant kills in, like, oh, yeah. so many levels. Yes. There's one level where you have to, like, dodge through... Or, like, dash through. Like, uh, you have to go you gotta, down, like, dash, yeah, yeah. and then go down and dash. Yeah. And it was like, fuck, this is fucking That's, like, where you gotta difficult. use, like, the propeller to kind of go through slowly. Yeah, I did but, not do that. But <laughs> the hit, but that gets to another problem. The hit detection on those things is so sensitive. Yeah, and also, like, we were saying with the final boss, I think that also bobbed up and down. Like, certain areas, certain things bob up and down, and it just kind of will nick you, even if you're at the peak of your jump, and it's yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating. The controls aren't smooth enough. Oh, and you have a duck dash, but you don't have a duck. So <laughs> that's uh, also interesting. Yeah. That's and then stupid. Oh, there was, <laughs> there's, there was so the duck dash, the, like in the Dynatron level, there is, <laughs> you get to a point, I guess this is what happened when the course of development and they were like, okay, we got to do something about this. No other levels like this. In the middle of a level, a pop-up notification that com- comes up and says, you need to duck dash here. <laughs> is my is my memory that, like, even dropping in that hint was, like, a patch? Yeah, it was a patch. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So that wasn't there on day one. Yeah, because, no. again, it's, like, an insta-kill situation that's not obvious. There's no duck, but there's a duck dash. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, what was the... Uh, the this reminded me of, oh, yeah, so when you talked about how, like, the robots, the robot masters you defeat, like, when they're in... Um, when they when they appear like in a level to clear an obstacle, this kind of gets to another problem with the game. Some of the backgrounds in, in these levels are so busy, yeah, that it's like it's sometimes hard to tell what's in the background and like what is on like that's on your level with you. And it's like there are points where it's like it just gets like so clustered and so crowded, like it's hard to tell like what's going on. Um, and yeah. God, there's so much more. But there was like, <laughs> but just I'm just speaking of the good things here. So I think conceptually there were some cool ideas that they were trying to do. Like the Brandish level, first off, Brandish character design is just zero from Mega Man. It's just a copy. Zero, zero meets Proto Man. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, but Brand and Brandish is like they were like trying to be like this is the cool guy, but he's only the cool guy for one stage. 
I don't even think he helps you in any other stages. Brandish? Yeah. Uh, he pops up in um, oh, he the pops robot up, yeah, factory. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that that level in the counter shade level, conceptually what they were trying to do in the Brandish level, you're jumping across cars. And I was like, oh, this is different. Oh, this isn't bad. You're on a highway. But it's boring yeah. <laughs> in practice. Yeah. And then the other one was counter shade where you're going back and forth on one level. Uh, you're like you're... in the White House, basically. <laughs> like i'm gonna be the first oh, ro- that's robot thing. president that's the thing too this takes place in the united states and says like something like the time is like i don't know the not too distant future and like i don't know if this is a mistake or not but it says there's 52 states and i don't know if that's that's a mistake or just like <laughs> did america get like two more states i think america got two more states i, that's, I, I, I remember seeing that i, I, just, I remember like is that just like a weird mistake that someone made i also just like the um the counter shade going i'm gonna be the first robot president oh yeah yeah uh i think so because he wants to assassinate the president that's what he's doing in the white house right because he's Uh, he's the assassination robot that's his that's his gimmick yeah and it's like but it's again the concept for his level is cool he has like a laser scope and like you and you have to kind of find him because you have to follow what direction the laser scope comes out of but his level but here's where it is again cool idea but they fuck up the execution right like there's no there's no checkpoints in his level. If you die, you're gonna start fresh from the beginning because it's just it's almost like you the rooms aren't random, but it's like the path you gotta take to ultimately get to counter shade is kinda random. So it's just uh it's very frustrating. But if we were saying positive things, the positive thing I would say is I think some of the robot master designs were good. Yeah, some of them cool. some some of them were lame as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I I liked counter shade. I liked um um the ice girl i liked her um, cryogen cryogen yes i liked the guy who's just a gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> battalion is and, just like a gun he's and just then, a gun and then he's shouting off like every like a uh, cliche movie line from military movies he's like what's your major malfunction back <laughs> oh, that was funny there's one part when you're in the robot factory where he refers to all of you being the tip of the spear and i was like oh boy it's <laughs> <laughs> like that's <laughs> <laughs> um there was also avi aviator yeah he he the jewish robot the design the design of his good but it's like he's like also like kind of like acts as like the news reporter character of like the game it's weird it's yeah funny. yeah very the char- the robot masters have good personalities i'll say that uh counter shade is voiced by steve bloom who has like a million voice credits to his name because he's the Wilhelm scream what's that is he the Wilhelm scream no not Wilhelm. Oh. Uh, steve bloom Bloom. Oh, Bloom, that's what yeah, you said? Blum. Oh, I misheard that. Blum. Blum. Okay, I misheard that. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Oh, I well, didn't really watch that. Uh, but. He was also the main character in Neon White White recently, So, uh, which was a popular game this year. But anyways, hmm. yeah, he has like a million voice credits to his name. Actually, all of these people that were did voices in this game, I don't know if they all work for the same agency. I would imagine they do Yeah, because they're all in like the same games together. So like there's a yeah. bunch of... Um, the guy who did uh, Counter Shade also did Spider Man in the PS4 Spider Man before they changed him for the remaster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so, funny. yeah. There's and there's a bunch of other Spider Man characters that were in this game as well, so that's funny. Um, but yeah, so story robots gone wild is essentially what Shocker. happens. Um, <laughs> I did like how we mentioned that, like, so there's there's. Uh, roll in Mega Man. There's call in this game, and I don't. What did you say? Back and call. Yeah, I said. I said it's call. back and call, and you brought up the point. Is like call could also be a homage to roll. Yeah. Um, 
Um, so, and then there's like, there's Dr. White instead of Dr. Light. <laughs> yeah, but then like Dr. White is like actually like living under like a fake name. Yeah, he's actually Dr. Black's son. Yeah, or Blackwell's son. It's Blackwell's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then like, yeah, then I was like, his dad is like in jail. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it turns out, because you didn't see the ending, Dr. Blackwell is not the bad guy. Right, well, I, I saw that twist. Yeah. Because so, the guy who's like the factory owner or whatever, like, is... Uh, no, no, Trinity's the bad guy. Trinity's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, right, Trinity, right. Trinity is like a, is back in the mighty numbers. He's, she's like back. Uh, she went insane. She developed empathy um, or whatever humans emotion. She could understand human emotions like Beck could. Um, and she she didn't take it the same way that he did. So she went insane. Um, but eventually she has a character model that is normal like the other Mighties. So she's there. Um, they do allude to the fact that Dr. White might actually be a bad guy in the end. Oh, well. It's not Dr. Blackwell. Because Dr. Blackwell actually didn't set the robots loose. It was somebody else. Oh, well, I'm just going to just watch the ending on, on YouTube or something. But I don't think they ever tell you who else, who who's the bad guy. Oh, that's an unresolved, that's an unresolved pl- plot thread? No, yeah, because I think a lot of this is trying to set up Mighty Number no. 9, Number number 10. <laughs> uh, I think uh, the ending is also a good pivot back to the Kickstarter story. <laughs> because uh, The ending is the longest credit sequence in the history of film or video games. Did it's you know a, that? Uh, I knew video games. I did not know film but i guess that would make sense when the credits are are just under it's just it's like three hours and 48 minutes or something yeah, like it's that. just under four hours long. yeah and and why is it that huh, because they put every kickstarter in there every person not every can, not every seventy one thousand. they credited sixty seven thousand. <laughs> why <laughs> i don't know and they also didn't credit everybody so some a lot like uh the vast majority of them are anonymous Oh says, yeah, that's right. Because it goes from like mighty number ten through, and there's a number next to him. Okay. Um. So like, some of them will just be anonymous on the rows, but you can cycle like you can quick cycle through it. So it'll be like fast forward to ten to twenty, twenty thousand. Fast <laughs> forward to twenty one to thirty thousand. So it sounds like uh, one of the intentions was like for this game to be it was supposed to be built for speedrunners, but uh, <laughs> but it sounds like the ending could also be built for speedrunners as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there's a credits percent. <laughs> yeah. So I think, uh, and you probably have more notes than this, but I think we should. We sh- I think we have to cover uh, before we wrap up any pre-ranking discussion about the development of Red Ash in the middle of this, and then the infamous uh, trailer that we already kind of referenced at the top. Yeah, Masterclass was the trailer. Um, and it's like, I didn't, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be satire or not. And I think I saw it at the time and I was like, is this supposed to be like satire? I saw it at the time and uh, until that Gamer Girl trailer dropped, yeah. that was solidly in my mind as the worst video game trailer <laughs> I'd ever seen. It's really bad. I think the the worst part for me in watching that was like, because I was trying to keep it, my eyes open as to like being, is this satire or is this trying to be mm-hmm. serious? And um, the worst part to me was seeing the explosions and being like, oh, those explosions look real bad. Yeah, but also that like, uh, make the bad guys cry like an anime fan in prom night. I, yeah. Like when that happened, I was like, I was like, what is like, I was like, this is almost like an anime aesthetic. Yeah. Like, what do you, <laughs> why would you say that? And, uh, do you, are you trying to sell it to like Madden kids? Yeah, I didn't. What, what yeah, I didn't understand. Didn't like this they, is like years of war. They this didn't they, like go on Twitter, like and they like kind of threw the marketing team like under the bus. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. You know. 
That's fucked up. Uh, but it's like, by that point, though, it was already, well, I guess this will tie into the Red Ash part, where it's like, it already seemed like people were kind of getting fed up with delays and kind of going, what's going on with the money? And then all of a sudden, they're developing. What was like Red Ash supposed to be? Almost kind of like no, I I didn't look into it that much. I yeah, I, I think it was not going to be like another platformer. I think it was going to be like was it a tactics game or something like that? I don't re- yeah, I don't really remember. But it, I mean, it also didn't come out. So, but like they like just suddenly like try to get funding for this like other game. Like they failed to get funding for Red Ash. And then a Chinese developer, like, agreed to fund the whole game. And, like, everybody was, well, what the fuck's going on with my uh, number nine? Spiritual successor to Mega Man Legends. Okay, great. But so, uh, and then, like, you know, like, so I think it had a funding goal of, like, 800 grand. And I don't even think it got, I think it got about <laughs> half of that. Yeah, because they didn't trust him. It wasn't even, the game wasn't even out yet. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then, like, they were just kind of like, well, where, where's money number nine? Well, like... You know, you're also trying to launch this other game. Because the game had been delayed, like, two times at that point. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's, like, and the, the like, half-ass excuse was, like, well, everybody who's working on it finished what they had to do with Money Number 9, so they'd be out of a job if they weren't working on this, so that's why we're doing two yeah. things and this once. game this mighty number no. nine feels like it was never play tested <laughs> Ex- yeah exactly it's like like that dash mechanic like that was a, this is an excellent little turnaround we did in topics but uh, like that dash me- mechanic like a lot of the mechanics in this game feel like they made they came up with them at some point and if a level was already built without that mechanic in mind like they didn't bother <laughs> to go back to fix it yeah i know i agree because there's like yeah there's there's one level, I think it's the Frost Cryogen level, yeah. where you can just dash half across, half, like through like a, a third of the entire stage. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like, I mean, I don't know, I, I never went down to go to go to go see what that part looks like when you dash across it, but it seems like there's a lot of shit going on down there, and it's like, well, like why would you do that? That's like a, such an obvious oversight. I just, I like cannot stand, I like, it is such a disappointment when companies do the like 2D, 3D like 2D but 3D models yeah. in the 2D. Oh. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's so it's disappointing ever every time. There's some that like try to emulate the 2D style and can come across okay, but like it's just the 2D 3D is just I yeah. I don't even if I don't know if I can name a game that I like <laughs> that does that does that well. No. I'm getting a I am getting a little tired of like the modern day pixel art look cuz I feel like now it, yeah. it went from being yeah. like a it went from being like a treat to like now it's just like it just seems like the path that like so many smaller games take, but yeah, and I feel like we're that is like played out. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot of games coming out that are like that anymore. Yeah, because like nothing like like Shovel Knight leaned into like the eight bit style, yeah. and now it's like you get all these games that are like doing something that like is like kind of beyond sixteen bit, but right. like isn't like like yeah. I, I like I think like that that turned for me when I saw and I still haven't played. The Ninja Gaiden clone? What was that game called? The Messenger. The Messenger. It was yeah. the first game where I was like, Ehh. Yeah, that's a this that's game's... supposed to be a very good game, yeah. but that's like but that is that's the that's also the type of game I think of too when I see like that look and go, uh like you're still pixel art, but like you're you're too far away from like what you're paying tribute to. Right. Um but yes, but that was all to kind of but I was I was gonna say I would take all of that over how this looks oh 100 <laughs> so this game looks gross let's rank this game let's, let's talk about it and add it to our endless list this is our number 169 yeah 169 sure nice yes 100 and nice <laughs> um, <laughs> entry onto the endless list uh we added last time that we added a game what game did we add hmm. was it spider-man 
yeah it was wow yeah. wow that was not that long ago <laughs> i think we recorded a while ago like three weeks ago but um yes uh, our list goes from number one super mario 64 down to number 168 dark castle i think this game goes the near the bottom of the list i agree um i also think like we have to judge it for its time period i think it's a really bad game but at the same time there's some things that um like judge should... it more harshly yes. or... okay yes like on a curve <laughs> Like, because, like, there are some tools that you can use, and also you have a plethora of knowledge that uh, you can I draw yes. from. I agree, yes. I, I 100% agree. <laughs> to make a game baseline better. And and also, like, this, I I do think we also do have to factor into that this was a Kickstarter crowdfunded game yeah. that, they, totally, they they that totally misused uh, the funds that they, I mean, it's a, it, had, it got almost $4 million. It was $3.8 million that crowdfunded. It's unbelievable. That's a lot of money for a fucking Mega Man game that's yeah. on Kickstarter. Yeah, and it's like this is what you get and like I mean you you kinda listed off all like the um the stretch goals and stuff, but did they deliver on all those? I think or? they did. Okay. Yeah, eventually. So at least you got it came, that. It came out on like every platform too. It wasn't it, like okay, let's see. Um I wrote, just wrote down a lot of stuff. <laughs> Damn you past Mike. <laughs> fuck you um but it came out on like ps4 ps3 i think it came out on came out on xbox 360 it came out on wii u it came out on xbox one it came out on the 3ds there's pc there's yeah, so many different this versions is this is it. currently downloaded both my ps3 and my ps4 and i will say i downloaded it on my ps3 like years ago because it was like a free game on ps right. now yeah, yeah, and yeah. i was like i heard, it was so negatively received at the time i was like i was like i gotta save that for future mm-hmm. reference i was just so disappointed at the time but i don't think i ever ever purchased it <laughs> oh it was free so i, I, know, well, it, so. I know but you still have to like purchase it in order oh, to get yeah. it <laughs> oh no this was when you could still just fr- freely download stuff in oh. the ps3 version of the ps store um do you think this game I, I don't think this game is better than kim kardashian's hollywood i think i'm actually even further below like this this to me like it's not as well designed as like home alone for example (laughs) like this this is better than dark castle but like i truly don't know if it is much better than some of the games above it like i like i truly don't know i I think it's better than uh shack fu i think it's better than simpsons versus spark versus space mutants yeah like without a doubt i think it's better. but this this i guess i'm thinking in the sense of what you just said about like thinking about like you know, a game that came out in 2016 versus like beating up these games from has, that time like, period. It but. has like similar flaws. Like Shaq Fu was trying to do, trying to take their controller style and make it into a uh, fighting game. It didn't work out, but they had a, like that company had a specific controller style. Um, so they were like trying to do it. But like those games, I just think the Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants and Shaq Fu are just not playable games. And I understand we're playing on a, we're grading on a curve, but yeah, at least I mean, this game is playable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, those are borderline unplayable games. But do you think your your NES Home Alone game is uh, I think is better or worse than this? I think it's it's two games better. You think Mighty Number no. 9 is two games better? No, I think Home Alone is two games better than this. Oh, oh, oh so yours. <laughs> so, uh... So, I mean, again, I mean, this to me, like, yeah, I, I never played Jurassic Park Trespasser, because, but I understand from talking, I feel like we often have to discuss that game, like, like, it, it sounds like it is, it is more functional than Jurassic Park Trespasser, and I, but I think it oh, kind of, yeah. I think it kind of dumb lucked its way into being more functional. Uh, I think, but, it's, uh, I, think, I think it's just, I think it's, it, 
The games have similar problems in that Mighty Number no. 9 seems like it was rushed out the door even though they took three years to develop it. Yes. It seems like they just pushed it out before it was ready. It's wild. Uh, same thing with Jurassic Park Trespasser, but like to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... Um, I mean... I'm at, I'm at number 61, 161. Yeah, I was going to say like right below Jurassic Park Trespasser. So if you're 161 and I was like 165... Um, where does that put us? One sixty three, one sixty four ish. Let's do one sixty three. Let's 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 do it. All right. Is this now? God, it's like look at it like the bottom of the list, right? Like this came out two thousand sixteen. Like towards the bottom of the list, it's like the only other game the two thousand tens in this area is oh Kim Kardashian's Hollywood <laughs> and then after that you get 2012 you get frog fractions <laughs> boy that's a that's gonna be like the most modern game at the bottom of the list for like a long long time I think we could very quickly change that <laughs> if we wanted to <laughs> I think there's plenty of really bad games out there um, it's just some are just like cash grabs or there's not. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. But this is like, this was intended to be like a mainstream release with mainstream press and mainstream attention. And, uh, oh boy, just, just failed on all, all fronts. Yeah. And I played the Wii U version and it like, Chris, tell us about the Wii U version. Oh my God. Yeah. I was playing the PS4 version and like, you know, we were talking about how like that battalion weapon that you get, uh, which is like kind of basically a knockoff of Crashman's attack from Mega Man 2. Like, it causes a big explosion whenever it goes off and on the wii u version the frame rate just bottoms out completely bottoms out fuck it sucks um, fuck this game it does that uh it only does that in certain parts of the ps4 version but still just ugh. also i'd be remiss like as you're updating the list like you like randomly will have like um the side characters like dr white and his like sidekick and stuff like <laughs> they will just like chime in with shit like while you're running through the level but this like dialogue box pops up at the bottom of the screen and like it's not very transparent and it, like it just blocks so many obstacles that are below you at certain parts yeah that part's tough but also the really bad part was that when they did the animations they didn't animate the mouths oh yeah i was like is this supposed to be a stylistic choice or just, i just assumed like no so you, when when the characters talking their mouths are just wide they're like ah. all the human characters look uh look like um me's <laughs> They do sort of look like me's, but I also think just because they're not animated. It's really funny, too, because, like, some scenes, they're, like, really animated, and everything is moving except the mouth. <laughs> yeah, really, really strange. And then, like, uh, Call gets, like, a random level to herself towards the end of the game, like, and you, like, have to play as her, like, and she's, like, just even, like, more basic than Beck is. And like, and she doesn't dash through things. She doesn't dash through things. Although you still have the dash ability, <laughs> and you still stun stun the enemies ready to be assimilated. So, so they you, don't tell you you, that. you think you'll just dash through them and assimilate them, but you don't. Yes, and you take damage. So, oh my god, this game is awful. This game's awful. awful. But you know what I'm glad about? We have ranked this at number 163 now. I am glad in our 169th entry. 100 and nice. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm glad that the one thing that happened with this game that I'm happy about is that we both were like, hey, let's play Mighty Number no. 9. 
And then we did it, and we both immediately played it. And we had this like a month from now for schedule to record, but we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Just, yeah, could also have something to do with uh, both of our wives being out together tonight and just uh, kind of lined up good in our social search, uh, social calendar. It's true, it's true. So. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, we added a Mighty Number no. 9. Next week, we are adding another game, Chris, that you will be on. Near Automata. Near Automata. I've played through one path. Maybe I'll play through another path this mm. next week. Um, I played it before, though. Boy, talk about what a swing from my number nine to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both uh, 2016 games? I think that I was think 2017. So, yeah, no, it was 2017. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. Because Nier just became eligible right. per our, right. per the It's So Bad Council's rules. But Nier Automata, I've already begun taking notes on this because there's a lot in this game. Oh, my God, I know. I know. And uh, Nier also also having a big week on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. So. We'll just miss that because we are never on time. Well, you know, we'll be able to perhaps recap it. Mm-hmm. We'll be like the time capsule for it. So. You, have you played Near Replicant? Or? I have not. Mm. I have heard it's not nearly as good, and I don't want to be let down. Yeah, well, then don't play that game. Yeah, I think when we did our top top games of the decade, I don't remember where I put this, but this was on there my top <laughs> games of the past 10 years so um, it might have been on mine as well. I, I think it was know. actually on a lot of our lists. Yeah, yeah, it was a good game good game we'll see where that lands on the endless list next week but yes chris thank you so much we'll be back cheese and oh god what does he say cheese and rice cheese and rice